Thank you for downloading this podcast of Andy's Movie Mashup from GFM 107.1. For rights reasons, the music has been removed, so it's just me talking. Enjoy. Now, welcome to another Movie Mashup on GFM 107.1. That was uh, Earth, Wind & Fire with, um, what is the name of that? Is it just September? Yeah, September, yeah. Uh, Dean Mortlock is here from The Basis. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, we are going to be talking about movies that are coming up from July, so this month, to September on today's show. Um, we haven't found that much that we were interested in. No, no, especially in the first half. It's because it's, uh, obviously summer people don't tend to go to the cinema much, do they? So yeah. they tend to not have the big releases. But we've yeah. got, we got, we got enough. We've got enough. Um, so also on today's show, going to be rattling through um, three movies. Lady Bird with Sir Ronan, that's the... The solo directorial debut of Greta Gerwig. A movie called Captain Fantastic with Viggo Mortensen. And a movie called A Wrinkle in Time that came out at the end of last year, which stars Oprah Winfrey. Yes, really. Now we'll also be looking at um, movies that are on TV this weekend. What's on at local venues, some DVD picks, some news about the Good Robot Annie's podcast. We actually managed to record one this week, which is good news. Anyway, let's let's move on. Let's let's talk about movies that are coming up um, from this month until September. Um, okay. What's your first choice? Um, well, it has to be Incredibles two, really, which is obviously perfectly timed for the summer holidays. Yes. And um, I mean, the first one was just great, and it was just the whole spy thing, and it was a real. Uh, it's, it's just lovely. It's great fun and, and everything else. And, and I, I, with Pixar sequels, they can tend to go one way or the other. And I'm, I kind of I think I'm keeping everything crossed that it's, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, okay, um, so good Pixar sequels, what would you call Oh, Toy one? Story. All of them, yeah, they're all uh, fantastic, Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, and bad yeah. ones, obviously, think about Cars. Oh, well, yeah, I don't like any of the Cars movies, so... Uh, oh, really? No. no, the first one's okay, it's kind of got that Doc Hollywood... The second one is just noise, isn't it's, it? It's terrible. It's awful. Uh, Finding Dory was okay, was, was, was... Actually, I preferred Finding Dory to Finding Nemo. Yeah, Nero. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I suspect this will be good, I, I'm keeping, like I say, I'm keeping it in Cross, and, and it's just a great, you know rainy summer's holiday movie to go and watch really so, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I, I think I'm probably the world's least biggest fan of The Incredibles right yeah uh, I don't really know why <laughs> because it should tick all of my boxes yeah but I just find that it leaves me a little bit cold no fair enough so I'd be interested to see you know if the sequel improves on it yeah I mean, the, the, the trailers are kind of uh, quite interesting uh, yeah you watch them and it's, it's just it's got that kind of Pixar humour that kind of yeah, it's on so many different levels. It kind of appeals to kids, and the, the grown-ups are kind of chuckling in the background. Yeah, and, and on paper, all of those things should yeah. should do it for me, but they mm. don't. But so I will be inter- I will be interested to go and see it definitely. Cool. Um, my uh, first pick is uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Right. Yeah. Um, which comes out on the third of August in the UK, which I think is a bit later than the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed Ant Man. Yes. When, when it came out, it was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. From all of the. Um, overblown stuff that was in Age of Ultron mm. that actually didn't work all that well. One of right. Marvel's... I think Age of Ultron is one of Marvel's big missteps. Right. In, in many okay. ways. Yeah, yeah. I think Ant-Man is light and frothy and... It was good fun. It it's good fun. It, it, and there's genuinely funny bits. Yeah, genuinely funny, um, yeah. There's like the classic scene with having that massive fight on the train yep. and it cuts back and you see it just topple over. Yeah. Uh, my kids were hysterical. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the funniest thing in the world. It's and, really yeah. good fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that Paul Rudd is a very engaging screen yeah. presence in everything that he does. Yes, that's true. And yeah. he brings all of that. Uh, and I think 
the secret weapon of this movie is the supporting cast of Michael Pena. Yeah. And um, oh, I'm trying to think. There's a couple of other guys who are his sort of ex-con friends yes. who help him out. They're also very funny. Uh, Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this one, Evangeline Lilly, yeah. who is sharing top billing, which is, uh, which is good news. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That's a nice bit of... Nice bit of fluffy entertainment. Another good Marvel film. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Another one. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I put I put Mission Impossible down just because because I went to the cinema recently with my son and we watched the trailer and he was going I can't stand these films. Yeah. I was going oh no but they're great you can't I just I just I just like them uh, I know they're kind of a bit marmite you rather love them or hate them but I I, I kind of you know I, yeah I, I enjoy them yeah yeah I think uh, I I enjoyed the most recent one the most out of all of them, right? Yeah, um, I, I think Philip Seymour Hoffman in the third one was was a fantastic. Yeah, the third one is good. Yeah. I thought he he was menacing and superb. Yeah, it's um, really well made. That that was J.J. Abrams' yes, yes. movie debut. Yeah, oh, was it really? Yeah, oh, okay. Uh, and it really sort of comes across as a really well made thriller, mm. Mm, yeah, action thriller. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's my highlight of the year, but I'm, I'm, it's one that I'll certainly be, you know. I'll be popping them to go and see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they're kind of... It, the way that it's going, uh, you know, Cruise isn't going to be able to do it forever. No. Presumably, they'll recast it and just keep it going, like they keep Bond going. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Because it is kind of an alternative Bond. Mm. That's what it's turned into. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Because mm. there's room in the world for more than one franchise with spy-type people in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my next one is uh, is possibly uh, possibly one of the trashiest movies coming out in the Excellent. summer. Cool. It's The Meg with Jason Statham. Oh, um, giant shark movie. Giant shark movie. Yes, yeah. I have seen the trailer for that. Yeah, yeah. It it looks not very good, mm. but I read the book about uh, twenty. No, it must have been yeah about twenty years ago. I read the book, oh. and the book is like really pulpy ent- entertainment. It's, yeah. It's really good. Just a real page turner. It's like a real page turner, yeah. yeah. So, and this thing's been in development hell for years and years, and I've been really excited when pe- somebody's been announced and then it's gone away again. And then when right. Eli Roth was attached, I was like, oh no, really? But this is somebody else making it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm cautiously optimistic that it will be entertaining and fun. Okay. Uh, with a giant shark. Well, you can't uh, go How can you <laughs> Jason Statham and a giant and shark. And a giant shark, yeah, yeah exactly. So that, that's my... Um, that's my trashy, that's my trashy pick for the summer. Okay, well, I suppose my trashy pick uh, could well be Equalizer Two. Oh, okay. Uh, did you like? Did you like the first one? I liked it in parts. Yeah. I thought it was way too long. Right. I think Denzel Washington is is really good in it. Mm. Um, so I liked it in parts. I thought I thought that it could have trimmed half an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got I've got a, I've got a uh, my confession is I really like those kind of. Uh, things go wrong, and somebody comes in who's a who's yeah. a secret agent from years ago, years ago with special skills, and just yeah. wipes out everyone. I love. All, I, I just can't get enough of those sort of films. Yeah. Uh, well, apart from Taken Two and Taken Three, I can I can forget those. Yeah, I I quite enjoyed Taken. The first one yeah. I, I thought was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just it's it just ridiculous, over the top, and completely yeah. illogical, and yeah, it doesn't but, make any sense. No. No. Yeah. No, but but yeah, great fun, and I, I think that's kind of a you know. Just go and switch your brain off for a couple of hours and, and enjoy it. And the trailer kind of made me want to go and see it. So I thought, yeah, I, I'm, I'm up for that. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm bought into that one. Yeah. Definitely. So I, I will definitely watch it because I, 
I kind of liked the first one, so I'd be interested to see where they go. Yeah, with the I imagine it'd be more of the same. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's shorter, I don't mind. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Uh, my next one is the first of two horror movies on my list. Uh, this is a sequel. Uh, actually, this comes out the same week as The Meg. Uh, okay. Uh, this is Unfriended, colon, Dark Web. Yes, now I did see that. I saw the trailer for that as well. There was another yeah. film, wasn't there, a couple of years ago that was very similar. Unfriended is really good. Um, yeah. Was that the one where they're all kind of on, on Skype? Yeah. Uh, I did, yeah, I saw the, I saw, yeah, I did see the first one. And somebody just appears, don't they? Mm. Okay, so this is obviously... Really enjoyed the first yeah. one. Uh, okay. So it's, because it's, it sticks to its concept. Yeah, yeah. So it, you never see the people in first person. Right. Everybody's always on screen. Yeah. Um, it's really creepy. It's really well done. Really original idea. Mm. This one, I think, is going to be different in terms of the fact that it's to do with the dark web and right. the things that go on there. That yeah. I think we're going to start to get an idea about what happens there. Yeah. So I think it's different in concept, but uh, it's the same universe. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think um, I really enjoyed the first one. Hopefully, it'll be as good. So... Uh, but if if uh, if listeners haven't seen Unfriended, I did talk about it on this show. It is really worth. Oh, a look. definitely. It's really yeah, worth yeah, a look. absolutely. It, it is creepy as. It know, really is creepy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I'll I'll leap ahead a little bit because it kind of link, links in quite nicely. It's a film called Slenderman. Oh no! I, yeah, I saw this on the list. Yeah. And was intrigued by the title. Yeah. It it it. It's one of those where it's potentially it's got the potential to be superb because um, it's based on a computer game. Oh, okay. Um, from a few years ago, where you basically you are walking around a very misty, very dark forest, yep. and you're trying to avoid the gaze of this thing called the Slender Man, which is very tall, very thin, very yep. terrifying. And, and basically, you're, you're, you're walking through these trees, and it can see you, and it, you're trying to avoid it. Or you, and it is, it was a genuinely upsetting experience. I, I played it a bit, and I, I find it absolutely terrifying. Okay. So they, they turned it into a film, and, and check out the trailer if, if, if you're into that kind of thing. But it. It's one of those things, it, it could be awful, it could be great. It could I be mean, s- computer games and movie adaptations have not been fantastic. They haven't been very good. Uh, they haven't been very good. There's no reason why they, why they shouldn't be good. And I've kind of, because my background is computer games, my back is computer games journalism. Interesting. That's how I started off. Yeah, okay. Um, and as the, the narrative of computer games has developed, in, 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 I mean, some of the, the newer ones are superb. Yeah. They've got these amazing story arcs that go through the whole game. There's yeah. no reason why that shouldn't translate to a good film. Yeah. I think people are scared to invest in them because obviously the, 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 as soon as you mention video game and, and film, people tend to almost back away a little bit. So I think getting yeah. funding from them is probably quite hard. Probably. I, I think the last adaptation I saw was Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I just didn't bother. It's, uh, it's really boring. It wasn't great. Yeah, it's... Um, I kind of thought the new Tomb Raider would be quite good. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Not great reviews. Not really. Not you know. I've got it to watch. So yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. See what you think. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought Assassin. Uh, I think I said that Assassin's Creed was lots of people in darkened rooms talking in whispery voices. <laughs> that sounds which, about right. Which is just not. But again, it had, it had the, 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 the potential to be, to be great. Yeah. The, the story behind, the whole thing behind the Assassin's Creed games yeah. is quite interesting. It it's is quite interesting. A, a novel concept. So yeah. it, would have been, it could have been great. Could have been. Wasn't. Wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, so my last one, uh, yeah, my last one is The Nun, which is another horror. It's a, no, it's not a sequel. No. It's, it's a prequel. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is part of the spin-off of The Conjuring yes. franchise. 
So we've already had two spin-offs. We've, we've had two Conjuring movies. We've had two spin-offs from that, which is the two Annabelle films. This, the prequel, yep. Annabelle Creation, is really good. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. This is the, uh, the fleshing out the story of the character of the demonic nun mm. from the second Conjuring movie, mm. um, which looks very creepy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the first Conjuring movie. Yeah, that really, really quite scary, quite scary in yeah. quite ways that I'm, I haven't been scared in for a horror film for some time. Mm. Uh, second one, I wasn't that impressed with. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I, th- I thought the nun was quite, quite a good character. So I'll be interested to see. Yeah. You know, and the so trailer. So this is directed by uh, Corinne Hardy. Okay. Who made a horror movie a few years ago called The Hallow? Oh, is that the one in the school? Uh, no, it's in a. It, I think it's set in Ireland, but it uh, may well okay. be in school. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Um, and he has been attached for quite some time right. to the Crow reboot, uh, which has right. once again bitten the dust because mm. they just can't seem to be able to get it off the ground. Um, so it's good to see him actually making another movie because he's you know he's been attached to the Crow for so long that he hasn't made anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's made this movie, uh, screenplay by Carrie Doberman. Um, story by James Wan, so he's involved in some way. He's a great director. I mean, he does that yeah. kind of those sorts of films. He does them very well. I yeah, think. he does. He's very good at what he does. So trivia fans, uh, the nun in in the Conjuring Two and in this movie is played by an actress called Bonnie Ahrens, right? Who was the creepy diner hobo in Mulholland Drive? <laughs> you probably know the scene I'm talking. Do you know? Do you know I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. she's the woman who comes oh, okay. out from behind the the dumpster, right? Uh, that's Bonnie Aarons. Ah. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's quite... Yeah, yeah. Mm, I can see that now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Uh, and that's my, that's my list. Have you got any more? Um, well, I, I got two very quick ones, really. Um, okay. Something completely different. Christopher Robin. Okay, I've seen the trailers for that. Yeah, again, <laughs> it, it, could be, it could be so sickly, it could be unwatchable. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I... It's got Ewan McGregor doing his, um, his Obi-Wan voice. Yes. Yeah, very English voice. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he, he, basically, he's grown up, and he's Christopher Robin, and, and you know, the, the, the characters come back to kind of guide him. I, 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 it's one of those ones, again, it's another one of those ones I think, oh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a try. Yeah. I'll, I'll be kind, and I'll give it a try, because it could be really nice. And if, it depends, I think, in the mood you go in. If you go in kind of being a bit kind of generous. To and, me, it looks like they're, they're aiming for a younger audience on that one, from the trailer. Yeah. It looks very... I mean, I mean, it looks like light entertainment, mm. which is fine. Yeah. Um, but a kind of family film, I suppose. It's a family-friendly movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely not Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Oh, gosh, no. Which was a study in PTSD and <laughs> yeah. um, upper-class guilt. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> no. Um, so, but I'm, a, I'm a big uh, Winnie the Pooh fan. I, I love the books when I was... Well, I still love the books, but I especially love the books when I was younger. So, yeah. um, uh, I've, I'm, I'm always a bit kind about when, it, when things like that happen. I'm always kind of, you know... I, I always give them a... Give, them a, give the a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And very quickly, uh, The Predator. Yes. Um, it's, it's obviously Shane Black, um, who was obviously in the first one. He is. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fine director. Yeah, he is, um, yeah. And it, I think he's possibly a better screenwriter than he is yeah. a director. I yeah. didn't really like... What's the thing he made with Russell Crowe and... Oh, is it... Uh, What's that wise, called? Wise Guys? Wise Guys, guys? The Other Guys... Something, um, Ryan Gosling. Something, and, guys, yeah. That's yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't really like that. No, I, I, got, I got a bit bored. I yeah. was a bit too thirsty and I kind of thought... Mm. I kind of thought that if you want a Shane Black buddy 
cop thing, go and watch Lethal Weapon, because mm. it's a much better movie. Did he do Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yes, that was him as which well, is great. That, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah uh, The Predator. Um, I, there wasn't much in the trailer that made me sort of think, okay, that looks great. Mm. It looks like we've seen most of that action before, but it is Shane Black. Yeah. And, you know, let's give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Big monsters, you know. Reva- Revitalise the franchise. Yeah, you never know. Oh, so a lot of those are kind of, I'll give them a go. There's nothing kind of, there's nothing like I thought, I really desperately want to see this film. Right. Um, but there's a lot that I think, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. I think when we, uh, should we, well, if we do this again in, the, in September, which mm. I hope we will. Yes, yes, yes. Then um, I think there's probably more good stuff between then and December. Yeah. Because there'll be the, um, there'll be the, uh, you know, what is now, I think, the run-up to Christmas is now the new summer for mm. lots of movies, you know, mm. for the big films. And also you get a lot of Oscar yeah. Oscar bait Yeah, of course, yeah. in that time. I mean, you get probably get more of it from January through to March. Yeah, yeah January is usually the month, isn't it? Yeah. Usually kind of, you know. uh, but certainly there'll be some good stuff coming mm. out between September and December. But no Star Wars film? No, not this year. <laughs> no. No, not this year. We have to wait till all the way till December 2019. Yes. But do you, do you hear who's going to be in it? Uh, yes. Billy Dee Williams is back. Yes, yes he is. <laughs> uh, that was great news. Yeah, that is great Very, news. very pleased about that. So, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And one of, one of Abram's uh, regular collaborators, um, and I'm trying to think who it, it's, oh, it's. I think it's Carrie Russell. Oh, okay. He's going to be in it as well. Okay. I, think, I might be wrong about that, though. But. She is, uh, yeah, so she's going to be, she was in MI3, in Mission Impossible 3, so. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yeah, so yeah. she will be in episode nine. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Right. That's it. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for coming No in. problem at all. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Oh, that's, it's great. It's great to ha- always have a live guest in the studio to, to talk to. Grand. Um, so uh, keep watching movies. Definitely, we'll do. <laughs> and, um, I'll see you in a few months. Yes, you will. Brilliant. Okay, thanks, thanks very much, Dean. Take care. All right, I'm going to play a track and then uh, come back and talk about... What's my first movie? It's Captain Fantastic. This is um, John Denver with It's Up To You. Uh, it's Up To You, that is from the soundtrack to uh, Free Fire, which is one of my um, TV movie picks of the week. I think, I think I've picked that out a couple of weeks ago as well, but uh, never mind. Um, thanks again to uh, Dean for coming in to talk about movies that are coming out between now and September I want to do, th- do that again in September to talk about what's coming out between then and December uh, so let's move on to the first movie this week it is Captain Fantastic a 2016 American comedy drama film written and directed by Matt Ross and starring Viggo Mortensen and the story centres on a family that is forced by circumstances to reintegrate into society after living in isolation for a decade. Um, so this came out in 2016. Um, I have taken some time to see this. I'm not really sure why it's been on my back burner for so long. But it, it stars, as I said, Viggo Mortensen, also Frank Langella, Catherine Hahn and Steve Zahn, um, and an ensemble cast uh, who play his Viggo Mortensen's children. So the plot is that his character is Ben Cash, and uh, he he lives with his wife, uh, Leslie, and their six children. They live in the Washington State wilderness, um, completely off the grid. Well, yeah, pretty much off the grid. They, they go and pick up mail from the local store, 
and uh, provisions and sort of barter and exchange homemade things for food and um, clothing and that kind of thing. Uh, but um, he he teaches his children about survivalism, uh, left-wing politics, philosophy. They are very well educated in some aspects of the world. Um, he educates them to think critically, trains them to be self-reliant, physically fit and athletic. He guides them without technology, demonstrating the beauty of coexisting with nature and celebrating Noam Chomsky Day instead of Christmas. However, something happens to uh, Leslie, his wife and mother of the children, and they are not forced, but they decide to go back to society in their bus and uh, re-engage with family. And there is the inevitable uh, culture clash that happens there, but not in the way that you might think it does. It's not just a culture clash, it's a clash of philosophy about how you raise children and what is their place in the world. What, you know, how do they fit in with a family unit is very different from the way that um, his family think that they should particularly his, uh, his wife's father, who blames him for all of the problems that have happened to the children and happened to his wife, uh, you know, this man's daughter. Um, and that causes a massive rift. So this is, uh, you know, on paper this could be fun. I mean, some of it is funny, but it is a story of a man who is trying desperately to stay true to his beliefs whilst trying to honour uh, his family in the same way. I um, can't really tell you in what way that happens because I don't want to give too, too many spoilers away, but um, this is a really rather, rather wonderful movie. It, is, it has a gentle uh, tone to it that is very unusual these days. I think it, you know, it would be easy to make a lurid uh, kind of um, uh, sensationalist story out of this, but instead... It's a very gentle story about a culture clash, a class of philosophies. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I watched this with my wife and um, we, uh, we both really enjoyed it. We think that it was uh, rather wonderful, actually. Um, it, it did rather well at the box office. It had a budget of five million. It took 21.3, which isn't massive, but it is good considering the budget, which is quite modest. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a rating of 83%, which reads... It has thought-provoking themes and an absorbing, starring turn from Viggo Mortensen add up to an above-average family drama with unexpected twists. And it's rated 15. It also received a 10-minute standing ovation at Cannes, but that seems to happen pretty much all the time, so maybe that's not so unusual. Um, yeah, very, very good indeed. Captain Fantastic. If you didn't see this on release, it's out on DVD and Blu-ray now. Uh, well, it has been for a while. I just managed to catch up with it. And uh, it's great. Oh, woof. That was good. That was uh, Bikini Kill with a track called Rebel Girl. That is from the soundtrack to Captain Fantastic. I talked about just before that. Okay. Uh, next movie is a movie called Lady Bird. It's a 2017 American comedy drama film written and directed by Greta Gerwig and starring Saoirse Ronan, Laurie Metcalf, Tracy Letts, Lucas Hedges, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Beanie Feldstein, Feldstein, Stephen McKinnon Smith. And it's set in Sacramento, California in 2002 
It's coming of age story of a high school senior and her relationship with her mother. So this came out at the end of last year. I've come out um, a bit later than that in this country. Um, it is the solo directorial, de- directorial debut of Greta Gerwig. She has co-directed um, movies with her husband, Orpner Noah Bornback, to admire a great deal. I think she's been in a few of his films as well. This is her solo debut. This is, um, uh, I think, largely autobiographical story of um, Greta Gerwig's growing up in Sacramento in California and her complicated relationship with her mother. So, you know, it's, it's all there on film. Um, it's short, 93 minutes, 93 minutes rather. And the plot is that um, Christine McPherson, who calls herself Lady Bird, is a senior student at a Catholic high school in Sacramento. Uh, she longs to attend a prestigious college but her family is struggling financially and her mother tells her that Lady Bird is ungrateful for what she has. So that's the kind of relationship where they have. It's spiky. Her mother is constantly telling Lady Bird that, that she loves her very much whilst at the same time criticising her every move, her, the way she dresses, the way she acts, the things she says, in a constant barrage of what I would consider to be psychological warfare. You know, one minute saying, yes, but I love you so much, and then saying... I hate the way you dress kind of thing. Um, so this takes in her life at school, at college, um, or at high school rather, um, and all the trials and tribulations that go along with that, her family life, her attempt to sort of um, uh, fall in with a, let's say, a more trendy crowd as she tries to negotiate the ins and outs of high school life. And, uh, you know, the relationship with mum, played by Laurie Metcalf, who's probably most famous for being in um, Roseanne. And her dad, played by Tracy Letts, who's a fantastic American actor and playwright. Um, it's, this is a wonderful movie. It is, uh, by turns, funny and sad. And I think any woman who has a complex relationship with their mother will probably recognise something in this movie and say, yeah, okay, that reminds me of the relationship that I had with my mum. I really enjoyed it. I think that Greg had fine touch as a director. Weirdly, I could, because this is about Greta Gerwig's life, I could hear her voice coming out of Saoirse Ronan's mouth. I I could picture Greta Gerwig saying these lines and it would make perfect sense. Um, It's fantastic. It, it, uh, it uh, is definitely one of the highlights of the of the last twelve months. It's a movie that uh, I think Laurie Metcalf was nominated for an Oscar for her performance, um, and rightly so. Uh, as was Alison Janney for I Tonya. I talked about a couple of weeks ago. It's fantastic. Lady Bird is just wonderful. It's um, I think one of the one of the best movies I've seen for quite some time. I'm just looking here. I haven't put the Rotten Tomatoes uh, summing up, so I'm just going to look that up. Uh, this is when a man looks something up on a computer, which is always fun. Um, so if you have, if you didn't see Lady Bird, it is, it is wonderful. Um, sorry, I'm forgetting how to type. Oh dear. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Here we go. And 
The consensus reads, uh, Lady Bird delivers fresh insights about the turmoil of adolescence and reveals writer-director Greta Gerwig as a fully formed filmmaking talent. And it's rated 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. So if you didn't see it, uh, you should. It's really good. Really, really good. I, I suspect that it didn't. It probably didn't get the kind of release that it should have done, uh, mainly because it came out um, at a time when there's some quite big movies coming out at that time of year. But uh, it is fantastic, Lady Bird. I'm going to play a track from the soundtrack. It's rated 15. I'm going to play a track from the soundtrack. Um, this is the Dave Matthews Band, and this is a track called Crash Into Me. Now... I may have just found the latest band that I can um, become obsessed with. I really enjoyed that. That was uh, the Dave Matthews band with the track called Crash Into Me. I confess I've never heard anything by them before. I know of them. Um, but I really enjoyed that. They had a, a sort of feel of counting crows about it, which I thoroughly approve of. Um, okay, so uh, that was from the soundtrack to Lady Bird that I talked about just before that. And the final movie this week is uh, A Wrinkle in Time. It's a 2018 American science fiction adventure film directed by Ava DuVernay, written by Jennifer Lee and Jeff Stockwell, based on the 1962 novel of the same name by Madeleine L'Engle. And the film stars Oprah Winfrey, Reese Witherspoon, Mandy, Mindy Kelling, Gugu and Bartha Raw, Michael Peña, Storm Reid, Zach Galifianakis and Chris Pine. And the story follows a young girl who, with the help of three astral travellers, sets off on a quest to find her missing father. So this was uh, produced and released by Disney. Um, came out in March this year. Uh, had a budget of 100 to 130 million and took 132.7, which isn't great. I thought the marketing campaign was dreadful for this movie because having seen it, I really enjoyed it. So the plot is that um, 13-year-old middle school student Meg Murray struggles to adjust to both her school and home life Ever since her father, Alex, who's played by Chris Pine, who's a well-renowned scientist, mysteriously disappeared while he was studying astrophysics when she was very young. And both Meg and her mother, Kate, who's played by Gugu and Bartha Raw, believe he solved the question of humanity's existence and theorised that he was teleported to another world. So this is pretty far out in terms of um, its ideas. Um, it, go, it delves into um, astrophysics questions like quantum entanglement and talks about them in the film. Even though this is obviously a family movie, it's talking about ideas that are quite... You know, I, I find some theoretical physics to be almost philosophical and, um, you know, the question of quantum entangle entanglement is so interesting, I can't even describe it. But look it up on Wikipedia, it's, um, unless you already know what it is. Um... But during the night, Meg's younger brother, Charles Wallace, rec uh, welcomes Mrs. Watsit, a red-haired stranger in an extravagant white dress, about their father. Um, but what exactly does she know? Um, she is then joined later on by Mrs. Who and another woman, Mrs. Witch, um, who is the oldest, who's played by Oprah Winfrey, and appears as a giant. And the three revealed themselves as, as astral treasures and lead Meg, another character called Calvin, and Charles Wallace through a Tesseract, which is a multi-dimensional cube, which has appeared in several movies lately, um, 
taking them to a distant planet named Uriel. So, uh, it's fairly... This is, this is a fairly out there story. You know, it's based on a mo- uh, book that I had not previously heard of, but is quite well regarded as a, a piece of family entertainment. Um, I, uh, once they get to the, the planet Uriel and they start to figure out what's going on and to try and find Meg's father... Um, things become very interesting. So this movie has a, a really cool visual tone to it. So uh, when they're on the planet Uriel, and also actually when they're on Earth as well, the cinematography is really interesting. Um, the colours really pop in a way that is slightly unreal, which is very cool. Um, and then... Uh, when they get to the planet and they start to try and search for her father, um, things take a very strange turn indeed. And we meet um, a character played by Zach Galifianakis, who has information. Also a character played by Michael Pena, who has further information. And then they try to find Dad and bring him back. But do they find him? I I can't tell you. You know, it's a massive spoiler. Um, I really enjoy this. I watched this with my son, who is uh, who is twelve. Um, I think that he's probably a little bit too old for this. I think this is definitely pitched at a younger audience, or at least a, you know a family with a younger audience. Um, but nevertheless, we both really enjoyed it. We thought that it was visually really interesting. It deals with some really interesting ideas to do with um, you know what is the nature of humanity. And uh, how how do humans define themselves when they're not on Earth, or at least not with their family? Um, and how, when they're seemingly lost, can they try and find their way home? And what do they what do they use to do that? Uh, that is, it's really interesting. Big ideas. Uh, it's got a big heart. Uh, I found it quite moving in places. Um, on the on the negative side, I think some of the CG is a little bit poor. Um, some of the comedy falls a little bit flat. Uh, but overall, it, I think it's a big success. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a rating of 40%. And it says, it's visually gorgeous, it's big-hearted, and occasionally quite moving. Unfortunately, it's also wildly ambitious to a fault, and often less than the sum of its classic parts. Um... Yeah, no, it is certainly ambitious. You know, this is a big old story to try and fit into a movie. Uh, But I think that it does succeed. Uh, I just don't think it succeeds all the time. And, you know, I've talked about the reasons why I think that it doesn't just a moment ago. And it's rated PG. If you missed this at the cinemas, and maybe you did, uh, I think it's worth a look as a family movie. It's, It's really good. So there we go. That's A Wrinkle in Time. I'm going to play one track, uh, and this is uh, Kelani with a track called Let Me Live. Uh, Okay, let's quickly look at uh, some uh, DVDs that are out this week. So these are things that are out right now or will be available uh, from Monday. And uh, first up, we've got Tomb Raider with Alicia Vikander. I was about to say Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Vikander, which got so-so reviews, but I'm... Probably still going to watch it. And uh, a good Nicolas Cage movie that got good reviews. A movie called Mum and Dad, um, which is uh, a sort of comedy horror, horror film. On the subject of horror, 
The Good Robot Annies have started their countdown of the 30 best horror movies of the 20th century. Uh, we did 30 to 28. Uh, the podcast is out there. Search for The Good Robot Annies on um, your podca- podcasting app of choice or indeed on the internet. That's it. Thank you very much for listening. Time to hand over to Ian. Thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast from GFM 107.1. Don't forget that you can follow me on Twitter at Cockers underscore 97 and on my Facebook page, which is Andy's Movie Mashup.